if you're struggling and your closing ratio is taking a dip, have more sex. Welcome to Pipelineology, the business-to-business podcast for agencies, consultants, coaches, and businesses looking to build a pipeline of hot prospects ready to buy their products and services. Never wonder where your next client is coming from. To learn more about our strategies, services, and for resources on building your sales pipeline, visit Pipelineology.com. Now, on to the show. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Pipelineology. I am your host, Gary Ruplinger, and today I am pleased to be joined by Angel Sandoval, a B2B sales executive and sales mindset coach. Angel, welcome to the show. Appreciate it, Gary. Excited to be here. Well, I am excited to have you, and I'm looking forward to kind of jumping into today's topic. But before we get too far into that, could you just, uh, for anybody who's not familiar with you, could you just give a little bit about your background, kind of tell us your story and how you how you got here? Yeah. Uh, so basically, we'll start we'll start back in the in the older days. But pretty much the way I got into sales is I graduated college when I was 20. I lived in El Paso, Texas. And got the perfect job, got the perfect job. I was making 80K a year plus commissions as a 20 year old and no clue what I was doing in my life, obviously, right? Uh, went into more of account management and territory management. And then to, cut, to bring it all together is I actually ended up getting fired a year and a half later because I didn't know that mindset played a huge role into sales. So I used all my money to just go out buy myself things, right? Fill in those quote unquote voids, right? That don't help. Didn't know that reading and podcasting was a thing back in the day, right? Where you had to keep growing and growing in sales, not just put it on a resume for experience. Fast forward a year and a half later, the company, you know, fired me. So they took away the car, company phone. I was left with a house and a car bill and I had gained 20 pounds because, you know, I was new to the corporate world. So next thing you know, I'm looking at the mirror a year and a half later. Guy, I'm overweight. My relationship's holding on by a thread. I'm in debt, credit card debt, no job. I have a home and I'm just sitting there like, what is going on? And the reason I tell you this story is because I put my ego on that side that, that, uh, that week where I was trying to figure it out. And I got a job. Uh, getting paid 28k a year doing cold calling for a startup and that I like to tell this story because cold calling actually ended up saving my life so I went into the guy that made a hundred and something dials a day brought in accounts did the full sales cycle process and now the reason I transitioned into being a sales mindset coach as well is because I know for a fact that one mindset and personal problems isn't talked about in sales enough they're just seen as, as numbers, right? And so that messes with a sales professional's he- uh, head. And secondly, luckily I got myself out of it, but I know there's not enough sales professionals that have gotten themselves out of it. And someone listening to this right now is probably in the trenches right now trying to figure it out. That's why I, uh, that's how we got here. Well, excellent. So let's, let's jump into sales mindset because I know you and I were talking about this before we pushed the record button that sales mindset in a in a corporate world or in a sales environment is not something anybody talks about it's it's always right it's how many how many people did you call how many follow-ups did you do how many appointments do you have but 
there's a whole lot of things that kind of happen in the space in between there that can really impact your results. So where, where should we start, Angel? Well, we can, there's a lot of topics that we can cover, but actually, uh, as I mentioned, I work with Lead Forensics right now. I'll mention this, my VP and my sales manager always say one quote, and it stucks with me and it talks about mindset. They're huge about mindset, right? He says, they say performance doesn't dictate mindset, but mindset dictates performance, right? And I, I'm just going to throw that one in there because so many managers hearing this right now are sales reps think if I hit more dials, get more sales, I'll feel more confident about myself. Therefore, I'll perform better. It's actually backwards. It's about building that confidence and that, that assertiveness before your mindset will then get you to more sales and more dials. Excellent. I like that you, I like that you mentioned that you're, you're actually one of these guys that's in the trenches doing it. You're, you're a sales mindset coach. Every day you're still out there doing the sales, right? I think you told me before this, uh, before we started here that it's for a lot of people out there doing coaching. It's been a long time since they've picked up the phone and actually talked to somebody. Yeah. And it's crazy because, and it's funny, I actually was looking at some videos earlier and I like to see what other people's, you know, theories and what they teach their students. And sometimes I'm just sitting back, like you're teaching them something that worked maybe five years ago. I mean, even right now during like quote unquote COVID times and the way things are changing, everything is changing. And so you can't teach the way you used to teach. So I actually, I could leave my job if I wanted to, but I think it gives me like this edge that all my students get to benefit from because I'm in the trenches every single day. I'm ringing the bell, I'm making the sales. They get to feed off of that energy as well. Yeah, I, I love it. So when it comes to, I guess, sales mindset, what what exactly does that mean? Or what should I, how should I understand that? Yeah, I, that's a, that's, a, that's a like a simple yet loaded question, right? And I don't, I'm not gonna go too deep into it, uh, but I will give you like the like how I like to say like high level. So, first things first, mindset is just are you in like are you in state? How do you feel about yourself? Is what you're feeling, saying, and doing aligning all together, right? Because I can be telling you something in this in this podcast, right? But if I'm thinking that I'm not good enough right now or why am I the one doing this podcast and what I'm doing is not performing at my job or going after this and sleeping because I'm working from home, then I'm not going to I'm not having the right mindset. Right. So mindset, I like to think it's like thinking, doing and saying, having all those three things aligned. Right. And so that's that that's what I would say is like. The, the initial, obviously you dive deep. Now we're talking into emotions, like how to tap into your confidence, right? How to be assertive, how to have empathy, all of the little things that, that come into the, the process. Does that make sense? I think so. So I guess perhaps we could look at it this way is where, what are some of the things that some of your students, you find that these are, the areas where they're they're making the most mistakes that are really having the the most negative impact on their on their sales. Yeah, and that's a great question. I think the biggest one is straight up confidence. 
confidence and understanding what they do. And, and what I mean by that is people think that you can just show up to your sales role, right? And I just tap into the sales guy and I'm awesome, but then I can actually show up at home, right? And have a bad relationship with my wife, have all these issues going on, being, you know, I'm actually like more uh, introvert when I'm at home. And then they think that when they, they go to their friends or when they do, when they look at themselves, right? Like their health, for example, they don't work out or maybe they don't sleep enough, but then they somehow think that again, you show up to the sales role and you're this major rock star. What most of my students notice is because they're not aligned all together, two things happen, right? You can't get your mindset right because you struggle with like your identity, right? You're like, well, who, who am I really? Like, I'm this guy that can do good in sales, but I'm this guy that hates when I'm home, but I'm this guy that wants to be a perfect dad, but I'm not even making time for my kids. Like, who am I, right? And so that messes with most people's mindsets. And so when people come to my coaching program, the first thing we do is we need to align who you are so that you can show up as that person consistently. And then what that, that'll do is kind of like that compound effect, right? If I show up like that same person more often, then I start actually ripping the benefits from all of the areas in my life. That's, that's excellent. So what are, what are some of the things that, um, let's say, you know, I'm, I'm listening to this and I know I need to get better. I want, I mean, I want to reap better results. What are some of the things that I guess I need, I should start doing ASAP or if you could maybe share some kind of top tips or something that usually is going to just have the, the big, uh, you know, some impact for them so they can start to get, get some of the benefits. Yeah. So it would, I would say it depends where you're struggling on the process, right? So is it, is it on the closing portion? Is it when you make the cold call, getting through the gatekeeper? Is it on the demo, right? The follow-up, but it's, but I would say like, let's say, I don't know, let's pick one, which one, which process would you want to be? Uh, do you think it's closing, opening, demoing? You know, the one that's been on my mind lately has been follow-up. So <laughs> I would, I'd love to explore that one. All right. So I actually like to consider myself that I'm a pretty good follow-up, like king, right? And I'm using that lightly. What I mean by that is I'm actually really consistent on staying on top of my customers, right? On, on the prospects. My question to you is, if we're struggling in follow-up, I want to put that same thing in different areas of your life. So for example, have you said, I want to work out more and then you didn't end up working out or you went to the gym twice, but didn't go three more times like you had said for the week, right? Did you say I'm going to eat healthy, but then you got hungry one day, you ate out and then you didn't follow up on that diet. Most of the way we sell is the way we live. That's why when they call it a sales lifestyle, you actually have to make you're the sale fit your lifestyle. Does that make sense? No, oh, I'm I'm loving this. This is good. <laughs> I haven't I've never heard it explained that way before. <laughs> yeah, my goal at the end of the day is like people think that sales you just show up and you again smile and dial, burn the phone, do your thing, then you show up to a home and then you separate it. it just doesn't work that way. It's a sustainability game. I want to be able to tell my kids that I did sales when I when I started at 19, right? 
But the only way to do that and enjoy that without it having a negative connotation is if I can actually make that a lifestyle, right? Because let's be honest, everybody hate, how many people have a bad stigma of sales, right? Even people that are in sales, they're like, oh, we just do it for the money, right? Which of course there's potential, but why can't you enjoy your everyday? Why can't you be excited about going? It's because again, who you see yourself as a salesperson and who you see yourself in your life, they're not lining up. And then you start having identity crisis. And then that's why. So anybody listening to this, if you're bad at getting past the, through the gatekeeper, I'm going to go ask you a question. When was the last time you made a friend outside of your role? When was the last time you were, you had interest in somebody else and you know, you have value as a friend and went out and made a new friend. If you're bad at follow-up listed with your other uh, goals that you have in place did you give up on them or did you follow up and if you just simply are just not getting the close like you did everything right to the book to the script and you're not getting the close this might sound like a weird thing to say on the is there censored in the podcast or um, i i have it listed as explicit so go go for it perfect so <laughs> if you can't close my question to you is if you have a wife or a girlfriend are you having enough sex weird thing to say but are you actually putting yourself out there and saying this is what i got here we go if you're struggling and your closing ratio is taking a dip have more sex and i know this has <laughs> again this is just one example out of millions that we could do here but if you have more sex work out more you better watch your performance skyrocket that is that is fascinating <laughs> <laughs> i'm sorry i just I've threw never. that one at you I've, I've never, I've never considered the connections that way. Um, all right, well, let's, let's continue down that path. Let's, what about, so we've got, we've talked about closing. We've talked about how the relationship of closing, um, following up and the outreach, getting past the gatekeeper. Uh, what about, what about booking appointments? What, yeah. what should, so I'll tell you, this is why I love where I work. And I think that because my, my, the way they think they've taught me and the way I get to teach. Anyways, they always like to say, you have to be number one rule in sales. And I'm going to quote him because he's my manager, Tyler Witt. He always says, be charming as a motherfucker. And I'm sorry for cussing again. That's the number one thing. So when it comes down to booking appointments, it comes down to the same thing, kind of like that, um, that friend thing, right? But we'll stick with the wife and the girlfriend perspective. How many times have you been able to actually know where you want to go eat? Because let's be honest, no one ever knows where they want to go eat. Biggest topic in relationships. Can you get your wife or uh, girlfriend or partner um, to say yes to the place that you want to eat? Making it seem like it's their idea, right? Like showing them the value. Just like when we book an appointment, you throw in your value prop, you negotiate times, and then you lock it in. I bet you whoever's not good at booking appointments is not is not good at all at getting someone outside of their life to listen to them and then be able to communicate the value that they have as a person. And yeah. So right. <laughs> I'll, tell you, like, I'll tell you a story. I'll tell you a story. So like one of my students, he just couldn't seem to figure out why he couldn't close. Well, then we took it back. We figured out what's your discovery, right? You're not asking enough questions. You don't have enough intentional armor, right? You're asking a bunch of questions, but they're just questions. Like they're not, they're not going to get you to that next step, right? 
So I started kind of noticing like, I just, I, you just have a thing when you start coaching, you just start noticing people's actions and you're like, what's going on? Something's off, right? And so he, we started talking about his dad and he's, he's Asian. So, you know, like he comes from China, came to the UK, he's in the UK now. He's like, I, he had a business, I have a business, but every time we talk, he just cares about the numbers, right? He doesn't care enough about me, blah, 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 right? So I'm like, interesting. So I was like, let me ask you this, right? When was the last time you picked up the phone from your dad or gave him a call and didn't have an agenda? Like didn't go for the clothes. When was the last time you just asked questions to get enough armor to then go for the clothes? And then he was like, sitting there like, what, what's going on? This is a relationship with my dad. This is not sales. And I was like, this is exactly sales. When did you put his intentions first? Like your dad owned a business, right? Yes. Have you ever asked him anything about the business, what he did, how he grew it? What were his issues? How did that affect him as a dad? Like, have you ever asked him that? He said no. And I was like, all right, if your goal is to close him on you guys having a better relationship and him understanding your business, then let's ask him enough questions that we can relate to at the end. So anyways, he went on a call with his dad and I told like he literally did a kind of like a discovery and it just like it shifted everything. He made it about him ask them questions, build rapport. And then it made the dad ask, by the way, how's your business? What are you doing right now? And it's funny because two weeks later from that, he went from having one client to three clients two weeks right after. And right now he's like in full momentum because his dad and him, he pretty much closed his dad on having a better relationship. It was interesting. And now he's like in full momentum going up. It's awesome. Wow. That is a, that is a cool story. I really, I really like that one. So what, what else should people know about this? I, I, I could just listen to your stories all day. So <laughs> <laughs> I think, well, first things first, like if you're committed to this, like if you, if you're listening to this and you're saying, Angel, Gary, like I'm in. I'm a sales professional and I'm going to stand by it, not go and create like this cool, you know, we've seen all these titles being created because people are hesitant about sales, right? Like, no, if you're saying I'm a sales professional and that's who I am and I want that to be part of my identity, then you need to make sure that you line up your, that identity to your other sides, right? Like if you're a dad and you're sitting there like, oh, my daughter doesn't listen to me and ah, I can never have time with my wife and all this use your sales processes like what are you thinking sales is a form of communication and and you're not steamrolling someone right you're inspiring someone to create a change to get your program because that'll help their business why can't you do that in your everyday life like why do we overthink it we get home and we think we have to do so many different things like my fiance hates it now now she's the perfect, not the ideal prospect because she can hear me now. And she's like, no, no, you're not getting a sale today. And I'm like, a sale? We're just talking. And she's like, nope, I know what you're doing. And then we still get the sale because, you know, we, 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 just, we just go a different route. But so many people, like a lot of my students, they just struggle with that. And I'm sure well, as we're talking through this, Gary, now a bunch of things are going through your head and you're probably like, interesting, because we don't like to think 
that our life and our sales role or our business or our coaching program connect, but they do. And when you finally make peace with it and you use both tools for it, like, then you just become unstoppable. That is excellent. Um, like I said, it's, it's a, a fascinating idea that how, how we, our, our lives, the way we live them outside of our professional careers impacts it. So can impact it so dramatically and have these profound differences. Yeah. They're, they, they have nothing to do with your, those, those metrics we typically look at those KPIs of, you know, how, how many closes did you have this month? What are you, what are your numbers? Like we've mentioned. So that's a, like, what are, what are your life KPIs? How are you measuring your life? Of course, your your closes matter because they generate your income. So one of your live KPIs are income. So how do I influence income? Get more sales. How do I influence sales? Do this. And if you take it back, they should it should be able to hit a circle where they're connected, right? Like if you don't walk your dog, like for example, this week got so busy, didn't walk my dogs, and I didn't play with them. I usually play with them for 25 minutes. I have three dogs, so I'm just throwing the ball. They're just running because they're big. I didn't do it. I went to the gym instead, focused on me, didn't do it. So guess what? Midnight, two in the morning, three in the morning, and then five. They're crying. They have too much energy. They're waking up. So guess what that does to me? I can't sleep properly, right? So now I wake up. I can't work out in the morning because I didn't sleep enough. So now I go to work, and I'm supposed to show up to these gatekeepers and these demonstrations all energized, but I can't because I didn't walk my dogs. I didn't sleep. And then that affects my conversions then it affects my sales and then i think it's because of my objection handling and because of the way i do my prospecting so then i get frustrated i go home well guess what i'm frustrated so i don't want to walk my dogs i'm just gonna go and cool off at the gym next thing you know i walk my dog one day guess what that does i get to sleep i wake up for the gym i show up better because hey i had a great night's sleep I'm having a great time having phone calls with people. Next thing you know, my closing ratio goes up. That's always a story I like to say because if your closing ratio is down, my question to you is, has your what happened in the last two to three weeks that just changed your pattern, that shifted you, that has nothing to do with your role? That's how you fix it. This is really, really cool stuff. <laughs> so I guess for, for somebody who says, I want more of this, I need I they're they're in. Where should they go to kind of learn more about you, get in touch with you? Because I know I know you could talk about this all day. So. <laughs> um, so you guys can well you got LinkedIn, so I'll give you my LinkedIn if you can uh, post it below. I don't have a website yet or anything like that. I'm still doing a lot of testing, right? So I don't want to. I'm I'm not there at the website portion yet. Um, but I do. I mean. I'm open as as this. So like if you guys want to contact me, I'll give you my Facebook, my Instagram. My Instagram is at sandoval.sells, S-E-L-L-S. Again, my Instagram is my personal life and it's still all about sales. Um, I'll give you my phone number. Literally anybody wants to call or text at 915-887-9144. A lot of podcast people get a, a host, they get really tripped out when I just give my cell phone like that. <laughs> but again, that's the way I make friends. That's the same way I approach a cold call. And that's why I, ha we, we, I enjoy what I do. 
I love it. Well, we'll definitely put uh, your information in the show notes here. Um, everybody, you know, stalk, uh, stalk Angel on social media. Blow up his phone. He wants to hear from you. So uh, get in touch. Um, Angel, thanks so much for coming on. This is some some really fascinating <laughs> stuff. Like I said, th- something that nobody really covers or very rarely does. So I really appreciate you sharing these these insights with us. No, no problem. And and right before we end it again, it's I just want to say, guys, like the way it, it just stop trying to be two different people. Stop trying to be different people in different areas of your life because all that does to your subconscious, it just really confuses it. And it doesn't know how to act. That's why you get overwhelmed real quickly when you when you're trying to combine all of it. So make sure that if you choose, I'm gonna be an awesome dad. And I'll be an awesome salesperson and a great husband and the, I don't know, and a marathon runner, whatever it is that you want to do, find a way to connect them. Because when you do, you really will find more peace and you'll be able to grab every part of your life and really be more objective and not just react emotionally all the time. So that that's my message there for you guys. So sell with intention to create happiness. Oh, I love it. Well, be sure to check out uh, Angel's uh, social media presence. And uh, thanks, everybody, for listening so much. Angel, thanks so much for coming on the show. Appreciate you, Gary. Appreciate it. Thanks for listening to the Pipelineology podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's episode and look forward to seeing you on the next one. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider giving us a review on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts.